I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear. Hello, good day. Welcome to the Truth for Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. Today is going to be one of my favorite passages. It is Micah 6 8. You know, with a name like Micah, I just have to go with a passage out of the book of Micah. So Micah 6 8 is one of my favorite passages, and it's actually kind of an interesting story. I really didn't know much about that passage, but when I was at Auburn University, uh, I was cheering there. Well, one summer, actually the very first summer that I was a cheerleader, we were at camp at the University of Alabama, and uh, when I said my name, one of the instructors, one of the guess the coaches um, that was there said, hey, do you know what Micah 6, 8 is? That's one of my favorite Bible passages. And I was like, uh, no, and here I am a Christian, and I didn't even really know what that, uh, that passage was. And so he told me the passage, and he actually made me memorize it. And so every time he saw me, he made me recite it. And if I messed up, I had to, I had to do something. I don't remember if I had to do push-ups or I had to do, perform some stunts or something. But anyways, it was, it was pretty neat. So I began to, to really appreciate that passage. And over time, I've learned a little bit more about the passage and more about the context. I've actually even done a sermon message on that, and this is kind of a mini version of that. So we're going to talk about Micah 6, 8. Now, here's the thing. The book of Micah is in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is this covenant, is this agreement between God and his people. That's what the majority of that, the whole Old Testament is, which really means old covenant, old agreement. So what that looked like was God said, look, I'm going to make you my people and I'm going to use you. I want to use you. But in order for me to do these things, I need you to follow me. I need you to kind of obey, obey me and submit to just me. Okay, don't be worshiping other gods and don't be doing crazy stuff. And if you will do these things, then I will in turn, I will bless you and I will protect you. I'm going to put my hand of protection on you. And so this was kind of disagreement. And so you constantly see throughout the Old Testament where God's people, they're all about God. I mean, they're following him, obedient to him. And then things are going good. God's blessing them. Well, then they tend to think they don't need God anymore. And then you see them fall off and and they usually get conquered by a foreign country, foreign territory, and they become enslaved or something bad like that happens. And then they cry back out to God, and God rescues them. So this is the cycle. It's called the cycle of sin, and you see this a lot in the Old Testament. So Micah was this prophet during the Old Testament, okay? And, and there's been this, this cycle, Okay, and, and as far as the time frame, we're looking at roughly 750 B.C. when Micah came on the scene. Um, and so he's coming and he's kind of reminding God's people, the Israelites, about the agreement that they had with God. Now, look, we all enter agreements. And if you think about an agreement, if you enter into agreement, chances are there's something that you can benefit from it. Um, you know, two parties enter into agreement. One wants to buy something. Maybe one wants to sell something. So anytime you go buy, buy a goods, whether it be online or at a store, you're agreeing to pay them X amount of dollars for whatever they're selling. Maybe it's a pair of shoes. Maybe it's, maybe it's a sandwich. Um, it could be anything. 
So that agreement is all good as long as both parties hold up their ends of the agreement, right? So as long as you pay legit money, whether it be credit card or cash or check or debit or Venmo, whatever you do, as long as that money is good and that transaction is held up on your end, then they have to do something on their end, right? So they have to provide that goods, socks, sandwich, shoes, video game, car, whatever it is that they are agreeing to sell you. So, right? So everything's good with an agreement. Both parties are benefiting to some extent. You're both entering into it willfully. Now, if you're not entering into it willfully, it's not really an agreement, right? You're being forced to do something. Um, but in the case of the agreement, right, we do this all the time. Every time we buy something, every time we maybe negotiate something, perhaps you have an agreement with your coaches, you're going to keep your grades up in order to play uh, with your teachers, you're going to do your homework assignments and they're going to you know, give you credit for it. Your parents, perhaps it's cleaning your room, perhaps it's being obedient, then you get certain benefits, responsibilities, maybe allowances. Again, work workplaces, you go into work, you work your hours or you do the, the jobs that you're supposed to do and they agree to pay you. Um, so again, all the time. Look, even little kids enter into agreements all the time. I think about my sons, you know, even when they were little, it was these agreements of, hey, if you will leave me alone, I'll stop hitting you. <laughs> or uh, if, if you agree to do this for me, then I'll do that for you. You know, whether it be a chore, like you're swapping chores, or you do it today, I'll do it tomorrow. Or you cut grass this week, I'll cut grass next week. You know, so there's always these different agreements. Again, everything is good with an agreement as long as both parties hold up their end of the deal. Examples when someone doesn't hold up their end of the deal you can just imagine the other party's not happy. You pay money for something and those, the other person doesn't give it to you. That's frustrating. You're mad. Or you sell something and they gave you counterfeit money or that check bounced or they never do pay you. There's frustration there. Um, all these different agreements, they can go bad. Buying a house. You're agreeing to pay the mortgage on that house with the bank. You stop paying on that guess what the bank's going to do? They're going to foreclose on you. They're going to take your home away. So some of these are significant. Now, let's look at the case with what's going on right here, okay? So now that you, you have that ingrained on how agreements you know, work to benefit both parties, so God's saying, look, I'm going to benefit you. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be protected. But I just want you to be obedient. I want you to worship just me and not other false gods. Well, the people were not holding up their end of the deal okay this is one of those times where they're kind of wandering off so what happens they got conquered both both kingdoms at this time the kingdoms divided you had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and the, both of them were conquered the assyrians conquered the northern kingdom um, around 722 or 722 BC, and then about 150 years later, Babylon comes in and conquers Judah, which was the southern kingdom. So then Micah comes on and he's telling them, like, what, you know, look, you guys have messed up, and the people, they're making excuses. It's not our fault, you know. This is God, and Micah's like, uh, no, no, I don't think so. And of course, God's not too happy about this either. 
And so anyways, after this passage, um, you know, the people finally realize, okay, well, well, we, we were the ones that messed up. We didn't keep up our end of the deal. But now they're like, how do we get back in good graces with God? Should we make all these sacrifices? Like, do we need to do all this crazy stuff? And then this is where Micah comes in in passage 6, 8 and says this. The Lord has told you, human, what is good. He has told you what he wants from you. To do what is right to other people, love being kind to others, and live humbly obeying your God. So he's saying, look, these are the three things that I'm requiring of you. You do those three things, and I'm going to put my hand of protection back on you, and I'm going to bless you and, and take care of you. Now, here's the thing. Okay, we, we are not in that specific agreement. This was an agreement with the Israelites back then and God. However, we see Jesus talking about these same things in the New Testament, which is the new covenant, the new agreement. And it's not this necessarily agreement of we got to do this and he does that. But God wants us, if we choose to follow God, okay, if we choose to be followers of Jesus, God wants us to do these three things, all right? He still wants you to act justly. He wants you to treat people fairly, right? That's, that's just being a good human, right? Like if you treat people fairly, you're not being, you, you know, severe, harsh on them and, and treating them unfairly. You're treating them fairly, and look, there's a lot of people that like to talk a good game about how they treat people good and they're a just person. But how are you really treating them? What do your actions look like? Because a lot of times your actions are not backing up your words. And we all know, we've all heard that saying, that actions speak louder than words. And this is so true. What are your actions? Are you genuinely treating people fairly? Are you genuinely treating them with justice? Or are you being harsh and strict and more severe on other people and not treating them fairly, maybe taking advantage of those people for your own gain, for your own benefit? Second thing he tells us to do is to love mercy. We are to show mercy. We are to love mercy. Now, <laughs> I loved the movie Karate Kid growing up. You know, back in the 80s, mid-80s, when Karate Kid first came out, man, I loved it. I watched it, watched it many times, and then they did remakes. I wasn't a huge fan of the remakes. But then just recently, you know, in the last year or two, they came out with Cobra Kai, where they brought back a lot of the same characters. Oh, man, I, you know, the acting is a little rough, okay? I'm going to say that, but... The story, I mean, it's just it's fun to watch, especially as a Karate Kid fan growing up. But I always, when I hear the word show mercy or, or mercy, I always think of Karate Kid. I always think about the movie. And then, of course, especially now with Cobra Kai being out there. But, you know, in the movie, you know, you always, you have the two good. Now, Cobra Kai is, it kind of branches off and kind of is going a different direction. But if you go back to the original, you had the good versus evil. You had the good group, which was, you know, Daniel LaRusso and Mr. Miyagi versus the evil, 
which was Cobra Kai, right? And, and the sensei was ingraining this motto in all the Cobra Kai students' head. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful. Enemies deserve no mercy. He would say this over and over and over, right? Treat people with no mercy. You do not treat other people, especially your enemies, with mercy. We don't train to be merciful. Well, this is right the opposite of what God's saying, right? God is saying, no, no, no. I want you to love mercy. It's that good versus evil. I want you to love mercy. I want you to love others faithfully, right? Show them mercy. And showing mercy obviously means you're, you're giving and you're, you're showing favor to someone that doesn't deserve it. But that's exactly what happened with us. We did not deserve God's mercy. We deserve hell. We deserve punishment for our actions and for our attitudes and for our words a lot of times. But God says, you know what? I'm going to show you mercy. And I'm going to give you opportunity to have everlasting life through my son, Jesus Christ. That is showing mercy. And because he shows us that mercy and he continues to show me mercy all the time, and I'm sure he shows you mercy all the time, you don't always get what you deserve. And that's a good thing. Um, sometimes you do because there are consequences to, to our actions. But a lot of times we get mercy and thank you, God, that you show us mercy. So that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to show other people mercy even when they don't deserve it. You know, and it's great at the end of Karate Kid. Again, spoiler alert, uh, if you've never seen the original Karate Kid and you want to see it, you, you know, pause this, fast forward a little bit because <laughs> I'm going to spoil it for you. So at the end, um, Mr. Miyagi and the evil sensei they get into a little, a little scuffle, and Mr. Miyagi gets him down, and he's holding him, and he's about to just karate chop his neck, right? Just kill him. <laughs> you know, he could end him at any, any second. And, you know, he, he's like, you know, show no mercy, right? And Mr. Miyagi recites, mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful. Enemies deserve no mercy. Yeah! Right? Like he's about to just kill him. I <laughs> uh, hope you like my Mr. Miyagi, by the way. So anyways, he's about to end him, and then he stops, and he doesn't do it. Even though technically he didn't deserve mercy from Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi shows him mercy and does not end him. He does not finish him off. We too are to be like Mr. Miyagi and show mercy even to the ones that don't really deserve the mercy. And that's tough. That's a, that's a difficult thing. All right, so let's move on. Number three, to walk humbly with God. Humility doesn't mean you're showing weakness and that you're being walked all over, right? Humble just means that you are recognizing that you're not God, that you're not perfect, that you don't know everything, that you can still learn, that you can still grow, that you can still benefit. Um, and walking humbly with God just means that you are following Him. You're, you're carefully living your life the way God wants you to live. 
And he's constantly telling us, you know, how we need to be living. If you, if you read through the New Testament, you'll see plenty of things that, that Jesus is telling us to do, right? Loving our neighbor and being kind and, and uh, being considerate to others is all about us really loving God and loving others. That's what he says when he says, I'll sum up the, the law in this. It, it's loving justice and loving mercy and, and being faithful. So again, even though Micah 6.8 was specific to those Israelites, it's not the end all, right? Because then when Jesus comes on, he's like, look, this is the way I still want you guys to behave. This is how I still want you to act. So for us as followers, you know, not that we're in the same agreement, but that's what God expects of us. That's what God requires of us. Now, will he genuinely bless us and protect us? I, I believe so. But hear this, not to the extent where you're never going to face anything bad. You're never going to, you know, have a difficult day. That's not what, what I mean by this. I do mean God will protect you in a lot of ways in the long run. But I do know that it's good for us to go through difficulties and trials and, and uh times that, that just stretch us, right? Because it grows our faith. I mean, heck, we've talked about it plenty of times on, these, on this podcast. So I think all that's good. So why would God protect us all the time from that? Because that's, that's holding us back. That's holding our character back. That's holding our faith back. That's holding our growth and maturity back. So no, God's not going to always protect that. But I do believe he will protect us when we talk about our eternity and, and protect us in the long run. And then as far as the blessing, uh, man, I'd feel truly blessed. That doesn't mean I have everything I want. That means I've never had a difficult day. Blessed in so many other ways. Maybe it's, it's blessed with health or blessed with family or friends or opportunities. There's so many blessings in life that I truly do not deserve. And God continues to bless. He continues to bless me and my family. And I'm so very grateful for that. But... I didn't deserve that. that. That's God just giving me blessing. That's God showing me mercy. That's God showing me grace. And so I do want to, quote unquote, return the favor, not that I can earn God's favor, okay? I, I get that. I know you don't earn God's favor. I know I can never get in good graces with God through my actions. But I do want to be respectful of God, my creator. I do want to honor him. I do want to be obedient to him. Doesn't mean I always get it right. But I know that by doing so, that I'm honoring God and that God smiles upon that. Again, not that I'm earning more favor with God that way, but I do think, you know what? Maybe God will extend a blessing because I'm trying to be obedient. Again, I don't get it always right, but I do think by looking at the past, how God had a relationship with those Israelites, I do think by we can look at the past and we can kind of gather from that, that, that God can do the same in the present and the future, you know, by honoring that. So what does Jesus expect of us? Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with him. Students, do these three things. Work on those things. You're not going to perfect them, but remember them, work on them, do those things so that God perhaps will protect you and extend blessing to you. I think we all want that. We all want protection. We all want blessing. All right. 
Do those things, and I promise your life will be full of more peace and more fulfillment, if nothing else. All right, guys, this wraps up the podcast for today. I really appreciate you guys. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving me the 15, 20, 30 minutes of your week um, just to, to hear the little truth from the Lord. I hope and pray that you are getting value from this. And as always, if you do, please share it with someone else. Guys, all right, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Until then, have a wonderful, blessed week. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth.